Oh shit. Andalite Bandit 420 into the chat. I better say something to them. Oh, bro, is that Morph Bitch uh, 69? <laughs> I should respond. What's that they're saying? I'm Jenny Babish, host of the ABC. Whoa, oh my gosh. What's that that they're, she's saying? Wait a minute, is that Bryn Spencer, the other host of the ABC? That's crazy, I'd better respond back. I hope she likes my message. Morphbitch69 said, wait, if I'm the host of the ABC and you're the host of the ABC, then who's driving the car? No, I'm just kidding. That must mean that this is the ABC or the Animorphs Book Club for long. What? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. The internet That's is crazy. truly the internet is truly a magical place where anything can happen. Wow. What are the odds? What are the odds? Good afternoon, good morning, or good night to anyone listening. Welcome to the Animorphs Book Club. This is a book club and podcast where we read every Animorphs book for the first time and talk about them. And the internet is truly a wonderful place. It truly is. And it is also a main um, plot point of this book. Book 16? Book 16. Book 16, The Warning. The warning. Okay, Jenny. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi. Um, you know what? Let's just get right into it. What did you think about this cover title um, tagline combo? Give me your thoughts. Little, okay, okay, all right. This cover is not as strong as last week's. Last week had a lot of really nice composition and a nice sense mm. of motion, and it was really cool, and the colors were nice. This is okay. I think red and blue is, is fun. I think the yellow clouds really pop. Um, I just think that this morph is not as interesting as the other ones. In terms of visual, um, the warning is meh. And title, I don't really get, I don't really see how it connects super well with the story. And then now the tagline is, now it'll take more than the truth to set you free. I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe? I, yeah, I think in the context of the, of this book, um, I can see how that tagline would work. I'm not so sure about the title. The warning is kind of vague. Um, but it's but like, yeah, I can the see warning? how. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I guess the warning could be like, don't. I, I don't know. I don't, don't trust <laughs> I don't know the, the internet. Warning. Don't trust the internet, kids. Don't trust the onlines. Don't do it. Don't trust strangers online because <laughs> they could be the CEO of the internet secretly for real we'll get into that <laughs> we'll get into <laughs> it truly um, it truly is the ceo of the internet <laughs> it really is okay but but in terms of like the tagline um i think it's it's more literal and like i mean it's less literal and more theoretical like in terms of freedom like it's gonna take more than the yerks the yerk threat being exposed to like set you to set them free ah um, 
kind of thing. Like they're always going to have to like live. You putting that English degree at work. (laughs) Putting that half an English degree to work. Um, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's more theoretical, more moral. uh, Cause this was like a really moral book when it comes down to it. Yes. Um, But we'll get into it. So in terms of Michelin stars, I'm going to give it like a three. A three. Okay. That's fair. 3.5, 3.5 out of five. That's, yeah, that's fair. Um, if I was being generous, I would give it a four because I really like the clouds in the background and also extra ha- bonus half point because I look exactly like Jake. Um, that's right, you do. <laughs> I really do. So I'm a little bit biased. Just give this kid some converse and we could be twins. Um, so yeah, but 3.5 is fair because the warning, uh, it's, it's whatever. It's whatever. But I do like the color contrast of this cover. I do appreciate it. All right. Um, on, a, on a more personal note, I remember looking at this cover when I was, like, a kid in elementary school. Because uh, they had all the Animorphs books, like, on this little rotating display in the library. Same. Oh, my God. Literally the exact same. <laughs> oh, my God. That, it, was, it was that and Goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps and, 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 and Babysitter's Club. Damn. Did we have the same childhood? No, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I remember looking at this one and being like, wow, I can't believe these kids like, because I knew nothing about this book series. And I, for some reason, I assumed that the kids had to go to wherever the the animals were from. Like, it didn't occur to me that there was going to be something like the gardens where they could just like pick up a, a new morph while they were already out. Um I thought, like, I just assumed that these kids, like, had to go to Africa and acquire a rhino morph. And I was like, wow, that must be cool to be them. Anyway, I just remember the only thing I I, the only thing I remember thinking when looking at these books is, damn, this shit looks weird. (laughs) That's fair. And for me, the cover that I remember most distinctly is, um... Uh, Rachel turning into a no 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 Rachel turning into a squid or mm-hmm. Rachel turning into a starfish. The starfish one I remember. That um, is probably the most vivid one for me. So what's new? Let, we begin the book with with Jake. This is Jake's book. Uh, Jake this, is searching the interwebs. His his uh, chat name is Bball twenty four. Bball twenty four. <laughs> I love this for him. This here's is such the like thing. A, what? What? Well, here's my thing about the. Well, what? Is, wait, no. Say what you were gonna say. No, I was just saying that's like such a fourteen year old chat room name. I True. That. I, I was just thinking that like th- there's a, there's a lot of y'all 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 are see y'all are gonna see there's a lot of internet in this book. So mm-hmm. much internet in this book. And what's funny about the internet in this book for me, and actually about a lot of things in this book for me is that like this was written in 1998 and you mm-hmm. can tell this might be so you far, can definitely tell yeah yeah this is probably so far the most dated of all of the books especially when they start getting into airports mm-hmm. and you're like oh this was written before 9-11 but we can talk about that when that happens but the oh, internet think about is, that um, yeah, uh, the internet in this book is is kind of funny now with like all the chat names, like chat room names with numbers. I I I went on chat rooms when I was a child, but but only like until I was like twelve, and then I moved or or like t- 
10 and then I moved on to like Minecraft forums. <laughs> I see. I um I've never been in a chat room to be honest. We had one computer in our house. It was in our kitchen. It was ancient. Um my brother used it for YouTube and my parents used it to send emails. Um we didn't do a lot with it. So I didn't really get on the internet until I was like, yeah, maybe 12 or so. So mm. I, yeah, this, this entire book kind of meant nothing. Like was like, what? wow, that's a chat room. That's cool. I appreciated Jake's little blurb explaining <laughs> what a chat room was because I was like, I need <laughs> Did that. You, you needed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause I, I've never been in a chat room before. Um, yeah. It's it's just, you know, I mean, I don't remember much. I was a very small child, way too young, but I remember it being very sparkly and the background was like black and there were different, it was like a widget you could put on a website. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, uh, Jake is uh, is chatting in the chat rooms. Um, uh, he's, he's signing on. His, his modem is dialed. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is what we were just saying. This book is really dated because Jake starts talking about his speed of his modem. And it's like, it's just like, it's like 56k modem kind of like, like situation as you this whole I, thing is happening. I personally wouldn't have it any other way. If this book series were set, was set like now, um, things would be way different. And I personally would not trade the setting for the world. Um, oh, absolutely. I love it. Love it. The series is very ahead of its time in a lot of ways and very of its time in many ways. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ Superstar. Love it. But it's so, like, stuck in its time. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, oh, you should. Um, that's unimportant, though. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but Jake is saying, like, uh, 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 he's checking his emails, and he gets he like logs onto his email, and he gets the "you got mail" thing, and he gets an email from someone named Cassie ninety eight, and it's like Jake, ooh baby, you are the man for me. Like it's like a flirty like message. Please read and then the he, whole thing. Please read the whole thing. <laughs> Jake, ooh baby, you are the man for me. I love your big manly shoulders. I love your piercing brown eyes. They are brown, right? But most of all, I love the macho, manly way you boss us all around, snapping out orders left and right. I think of you as the new Clint Eastwood. I must have you all to myself. Signed, Cassie XXX. <laughs> and he's like, okay, Marco. And it's Marco. <laughs> it's Marco. And no one is surprised. Um, I love this. I like that Jake's like, it's kind of a shame, really. He's like, if only, but you know, whatever. Um, I yeah. love this for them. And then Jake writes an email back that's like, Jake, Cassie, you know I like you too, but I have vowed not to get involved with any girl until my best friend Marco gets at least one girl to like him. And since we know that's never going to happen, I guess we'll never be together. Signed, Jake. <laughs> this so is how good. best friends actually talk to each other. And I love Legit. it. Legit. It's so funny. But then the, the funniest thing happens to me. Like, I, this is not a very funny book. You know, we've had two books that have not been very funny, been very serious, but very good. 
But this is the funniest part to me is Jake just like on a whim is like, you know what? Why not? He goes to Google and he literally he go he bings. He goes to like Yeah, it Yahoo. was Bing, not Google. Google and he goes to Bing. Well, Google didn't exist yet. Yeah. Well, neither did Bing. It's probably I mean, like Yahoo. Whatever. He goes to the search engine. <laughs> he like types in Yerk and clicks some <laughs> search results. Good for him, I guess, for taking initiative. Good for you, Jake. Good for you. Even I, I, I don't know. I was like, they can trace your like computer history for real, right? Like that's a that's a that's a thing, right? They, they right. do that later in this book. Yeah, they yeah like the kids literally do that themselves. Um, so maybe was this the smartest move? No, but it was the catalyst for the entire plot. So we're gonna overlook that. It's whatever. Yeah, good job, Jake. He for he like initiative. good job, Jake. You're the leader. You do a lot of good choices in this book. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, but he clicks on the link. There's one link, and he he realizes we animorphs were not as alone as we thought. This is we literally talked about this last week. This was a really dramatic line to end the chapter that like. <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, that set me up for like a whole with expectations for the plot that were not there. I wasn't, I wasn't not pleased with how it turned out, but like, it, it was, it was that was a really dramatic way to put it. Good job, Jake. Um, it was good. Anyway, yeah, um, we did talk about this last week. Yeah, uh, we were well because we were asking like, like I wonder if the animorphs are going to get more like allies, and they. Don't, actually. No. Not in this book. Um, not in this book, but the question is raised. It is. The potential is there, which is good. Um, it does... Yeah. Yeah, it does set up the kids for not being quite so lonely or alone, you know, uh, in future. It sets it up. Uh, it yeah, it sets it up. But it, with it, but that's fine. It sets it up. Uh, but they, they meet up, uh, the barn, and, um, by the way, if you're just listening and you hear me go, like, hook up the barn, I'm saying they hook up at the barn really fast. I'm trying to say it faster each time I say it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't so, aware of this. Um, <laughs> so, they go to the barn, and, um, the kids are like, you mean there's a Yerk, like, homepage? Like, like, like a chat room for discussing Yerks? Um, and, and Axe is like, you have the internet? Uh, it must not be very fast. And Marco is like, I have 56k modem. And then Axe is like, 56,000, not millions. I like that word. It makes a nice sound in my human mouth. I love that Axe, I, I love that aliens in this world still use, like, modems. <laughs> I love the implication of that. I think it was because when these books were written, of course, people didn't think... This that, was like cutting edge technology. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety eight, and and we're a bunch of we're just disaffected Zoomers. I don't know what a fifty six k well I know what a fifty six k modem is, but like it's really funny, is what I'm trying to say. It is funny. I love what a little snot axes this entire book. Just for real, <laughs> the just the andalite arrogance shines through a little oh, bit. Oh, the arrogance. The arrogance. My oh, the delight. 
Um, yeah, I, the, I love Axe yes. in this book because he's just such a little asshole. It's great. He's an axe hole. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, but, but Jack, Jack, Jake, oh no, I'm starting to do it too. <laughs> I'm infecting you with oh, my no. inability to remember names. <laughs> Oh, they actually—they're not at the barn, by the way. I was wrong. They're at they, Marco's they don't, house. They—they're at Marco's house. They do not have the barn um, because he has uh, the best internet. He has the fifty-six K modem. He has the best internet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But 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 Jake is like this is like a serious or no Cassie's like this is like a serious thing like it's a it's a homepage about the Yerk uh, uh, invasion. And I like that. I like that this, this. I mean, I was kind of, I was a bit surprised to to see like, oh yeah, other people absolutely know about the Yerks. But you know, it makes sense. But I wasn't it expecting it. It does make it. sense. I mean, if there's an entire worldwide invasion, what is the, what are the odds that like five kids are the only people in the entire world who know about it? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so it makes it's not sense, even... but I'm just surprised they made like a website about it. <laughs> yeah, they made a chat room. It's, it's it's just it's I mean it's not even just like because there's like you know all those hundreds of, of of former controllers that Jake you know murdered in the in the in the in the hot tub. Oh right, all those people are just running around now. I mean the Yerks, of course. I mean we were shown that they're taking care of those people. Um, yeah, they killed most of them, but there's definitely some of them who. They didn't kill, like, that lady in the forest. That lady? Lauren. Who is she? Who is she? It's Lauren. She's Tobias' mom. Um, theoretical mom. Um, theoretical mom. No, actually, not theoretical mom. Literal mom. Literal mom. And, like, Melissa Chapman probably has some vague inkling about the Yerk thing, you know? Like, well, she other is. Kids. A, oh, yeah, Melissa, right. Not her mom, right. No, yeah, Melissa Chapman. Right, um, yeah. The daughter. Um, uh, but they're sh- they're chatting, um, internet chatting, uh, and and Rachel has this line, which this book was written in nineteen ninety eight, but this line is super applicable to now. A mix of truth and lies is like the definition of the internet: equal parts reality and delusion. True. Rachel out here with the wrong line. This book, not from Cassie, but from Rachel. That was unexpected. But it, she's right. Um, she's so right. <laughs> she's so I right. I hate the internet. I hate it here. You know what, Marco? I'm just going to come up and say it. Marco would love Twitter. Marco uses Reddit. Let's be honest. He's not hip with the times enough. Rachel is a Twitter user. Oh, she's a Twitter Marco girl. is Marco is a Redditor. Cassie <laughs> is a Pinterest gal. Um... Cassie is, like, one of those, like, put your phone away, like, just go out in nature. She would have a Pinterest. She would have a Pinterest of, like, animal stuff, of cute animal and videos. The the only uh, Jake, J- the only social media Jake has is, like, a Facebook that he hasn't updated since, like, <laughs> like March of 2019. That's just full of birthday me- messages. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, he created the account, like, ten years ago and then forgot about it. Um, and only ever logs on once a year to wish Cassie happy birthday. That's about it. Absolutely. We love, love to boy. see it. Love we to love see a, it. G- a girl boss and, and her male wife. <laughs> Awful. 
<laughs> so I'm I do really love sorry. their relationship though. We can get into that later. Uh, yeah, they um, but they're chatting and 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 talking a lot about the internet and basically like uh, they're they're debating as to whether or not this website is a trap from the Yerks. Pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, yeah. and then Axe is like, uh, I can if if you like, I can do some CSI hacking. <laughs> I can do some CSI <laughs> Miami. And uh, ha- hack into some the, action. There's some action. Hack into the database. Um, and then Marco is like, he's like, there's only so. Or Axe is like, there's only so much I can do with primitive systems. After all, I'm not an archaeologist. Axe, <laughs> and he's not even trying. Well, maybe he is trying to be. Um, this is just how he is. But <laughs> come on, Axe, don't be rude. He's it's like, funny though. It's like a 2D screen, not even a decent cy- cybernetic, whatever, cy- psychic, psychic link. Don't be rude, Axe. It's, it's so funny. Uh, so they they get in the chat room, and they're basically, they're watching this conversation of, like, this this couple of people, like, going, like, like the Yerk threat is real, and then there's, like, this guy named Gump. <laughs> like Gump923 or something? Gump8293. Gump eight That's like, I think my dad is a Yerk. What do I do? Uh, and, and they're like, you know, talking. And there's another guy named Yerk Hater going like, who keeps kill going like, kill Yerks. all Yerks. That's all he <laughs> says. And then they're like, okay, yeah, that guy's obviously a controller. Uh, and then they start talking about the sharing, and 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 <laughs> your character's like, it's no, the sharing is fine. It's cool, guys. And I checked it out, and everyone's like, no, it's very much not cool. Yeah, basically, what's going on in this scene is there's a bunch of people chatting. Some of them seem like they're super, you know, innocent and not controllers. Some of them seem like they're obviously controllers, and then there's some that are in the middle. They can't, they can't, the kids can't really figure them out. Mm-hmm. I like this line that, um, that, uh, Jake has, uh, where Cassie's like, no, Gump, Gump seems legit. He seems like a real kid worried about his dad. And, and Jake immediately is like, I, tr- okay, sure. Yeah. I, I trust anything I love you it. say in terms of judge. He's like, I have learned to trust Cassie's instincts in terms of judging people long ago. I we love a supportive boyfriend. Love that. I love it, gal. I love, love it. it. But the kids are like, okay, so there's obviously like some kids here who are in danger, and like there's, I'm gonna get into it when we talk about like towards the end. But there's obviously a, a like internet safety moral in this book oh, for sure. Maybe oh, like sure. maybe K. Applegate needed to get like the quota or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's- like, it's, it's not even subtle. <laughs> no. Like, well, any story, here's the tease, any story about internet stuff in the 90s is gonna be about, like, now watch out for predators, kids. Like, yeah, I don't know what true. to tell you. Um, there's so many cars outside. I'm sorry. Um, but the kids are like, okay, in order to, like, protect these kids, like, Gump, who's Gump. obviously a child, who but who has perfect grammar, good for him, 
Um, Good for him, bro. We we need to know like their actual names and addresses, and then the others are like, okay, if we learn all that, then we could also uh, figure out who is a Yerk and who is not. And they're like, how do we do that? And they decide that there's only one place. There's only one place where you can learn apparently everyone's real name with their screen name, and it's the uh, Web Access America. Headquarters. The internet's headquarters, where everyone has everybody's private information. They're like, I love how... Anyway, no, go go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 continue. Oh, I'm just... (laughs) I just love how this entire book is, like, really centered around morals and how to do what is right in a terrible situation. But it also starts right off the bat with, like, Okay, you know what we need to do? We need to go to the heart of the internet and then steal all these people's private information, which has already also been stolen by the internet. I love that for them. It's, it's very funny. funny. Um, basically, what they decide to do is they're going to invade Web Access America. Uh, and the way that they decide to do that is they're going to take a plane... They're going to take a plane (laughs) As flies They're going to take a plane To the Web Access America Headquarters town And then take a plane back All in like one day I I have several questions (laughs) What are your questions? What are your questions? Well my main one is what the fuck are they thinking? (laughs) I agree. Um, I my main question is like, I get it was the nineties. I get that. I I, I get that. Um, wh- what do these kids' parents think they do all day? Like they just like for real. I think this is happening on like a Saturday. Yeah, but but like they, like just flew across state lines, almost died, pulled an information heist, and then came back in one day. And their parents are like, "How was your day, honey?" Like what? What? I, I, oh, oh, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. But they, they decide to, um, decide to morph into flies to catch the plane. Um, but before that, Marco and Jake have a conversation where Marco is basically like, do you ever think we can return back to our normal lives? And Jake is like, yes. We, like, 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 not saying like, yes, like I don't actually believe it. He genuinely thinks like, yeah. We're going to go He's back like, to our normal lives. I do, and I am counting on it, actually. Um, just very Poor telling blood. about Jake's state of mind at the beginning of this book. Um, I don't know if he still believes that at the end of this book. I don't think so, personally. But, yeah. Okay, though. This is not... You're in a war now, but I'm sorry to tell you. I'm um, sorry to tell you this, but you're a child soldier now. Yeah. But they, they're in the air... Yeah, they they decide to catch, just catch the United flight, and it's like, this really does take place before nine eleven because they obviously didn't have to go through TSA or all that because then they'd be at the airport for hours. They just <laughs> walk in. They're like, they just get there fifteen minutes before the flight leaves. Fifteen Literally, minutes. You gotta get there three minutes. hours beforehand. Come on. Literally, I don't understand. I mean, I neither of us were alive before. Well, I mean, of course, I was alive before 9-11. But, like, yes. I don't remember going to the airport before 9-11. Uh, 
was it literally just you get in the airport and then you walk to your gate and then you leave? I have to assume so. Um, what is up with that? I don't I, know. Uh, I have feelings about TSA. Me too. That I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want the CIA listening in. Put me on a list. <laughs> I don't That's like just... the TSA. Is what I'm gonna say. I'll leave yeah, it there. I. You know what? We will go on a separate private rant about the TSA. We'll um, talk about the TSA when the when the CIA is not listening. Well, they they always well, they're are, always but... listening. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, in terms of like knowing how it turns out, Jenny, I have one. I have but one question for you. But um, one on question. a scale of 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 terrible plans, because they have had many. Um, where does this fall in terms of uh, of how good this plan is? What do you What do you think? Well. I mean, shit, it's pretty bad. But, like, this is, like, I mean, like, it's bad, but, like, I'm trying to come up with, like, an alternative plan. Mm -hmm. I probably could have given enough time. But, like, it's not as... here. I mean, we always have to rate it on the scale of, like, is it as bad as trying to fly an alien spaceship that you've never flown before and then uh, almost drowning? Or the The truck truck plan. The truck That's stop the plan. truck stop plan. Because at least with the at least with that we're gonna take a ship and fly it to Washington D.C. They had axe. Yeah, they to didn't fly have the axe ship. That first for time. the truck stop the plan, truck which stop. is their worst plan, they didn't have. Yeah, they didn't have axe. So I don't think this is as bad as the truck stop plan. But I and I also don't think it's as bad as fly the plane to D.C. May. It's just not good. Like I want to give it like a, a seven out of ten on the not good. Okay, as in that's like fair. It's ten is worst. Not... Oh, oh, ten is worst. I see. Um, I mean, it's not. It's definitely not their worst plan. Um, I think it just needed a few modifications to be actually successful. You know, um, I mean, it's not a masterpiece like uh, Cassie's. What six? Con- six morph combo into a whale um to ah. stop the valik that was a masterpiece um so it's definitely not that but i don't think it's their worst plan um i, <laughs> I do have notes i have notes anyway um this will make more sense notes. i have some notes, notes on the plan. plan all right we'll get into the notes at, at, towards the end of, of, about the right. plan about the plan about the plan <laughs> Uh, but they they decide to go into the the morph fly morph and they morph in it. They go to the bathroom. They morph. Tobias oh. gets stuck in a toilet. Uh, someone almost shits on him. That's right. He has to like. It's fine. Oh, somebody comes in while they're morphing and uh, freaks out and calls the cops. But by the time the cops get there, they're already in morph. We should also mention that Jake had to steal a baby's diaper. And put it in the airport terminal so that they can find their way to the gate because flies have terrible yeah. eyes. Was he Love just walking through the airport with a diaper? Yes, with a full diaper wrapped in napkins. Aren't these uh-huh. kids trying to not look suspicious? Yeah, well. What? I just. They walk around with skin tight clothing all day and no shoes. This was not fashionable in the 90s. Like, now that would be. Whatever. People walk. Like skin tight. Well, it's like walking around in like like biking a biking outfit all day. 
<laughs> with no shoes, and people are like, or yeah. in a leotard Whatever. in 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 Rachel's case, mm-hmm. or in Cassie's case, Whatever. like bright green and purple polka dot leggings, um, and nobody says anything. I don't know. I think this is just one of those things that you just you can't just interrogate about this universe. Yeah. Um, just can't think too hard about but it. But yeah, Tobias uh, almost gets stuck in a, a toilet. He's fine, though. Uh, he almost gets shat upon, but he's it's all fine. Uh, but the, I like that they're flying like, better towards... better watch out for falling objects. Of Marco. <sighs> Swear to Jesus. Uh, they're, they're chatting about, like... Uh, or Marco and Rachel are quipping, and Jake is like, they have an interesting relationship. I personally am more compelled by Marco and relate uh, Marco and Rachel as a relationship than Rachel and Tobias. Oh my God, what was that? <laughs> That's the garbage truck outside. Oh my God, it scared the shit out of me. I apologize. All is well. Um, but I- I'm more compelled by. Marco and Rachel than Rachel and Tobias. I completely agree. Um, I I definitely think they have like a funnier relationship because they are both complex characters that are definitely more similar. Um, I do kind of like the idea of Rachel being with like (laughs) Tobias who's like usually pretty sweet, um, except for when he's being a sarcastic little shit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you, though. Tobias and Marco, I mean, Tobias and Marco. Well, that's, now that's something else. That's a different question. <laughs> Rachel, Marco, all the way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Machel, a Machel shipper. <laughs> okay. Um, but someone, he land, they get on the plane pretty much, and Marco's being fucking stupid, and like, fly, he's like eating people's food, and like everyone on the plane, is, uh, by the way, an hour and a half flight and they have meals? What was this I decade? Think- <laughs> they did say it was first class, which I might guess explain, might explain some things. Um, I don't but, know, I've but never been in first class, so I don't, I don't know what- Neither have like. I, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're I fly business. Who am I? I fly, I fly business. Re- I fly. I fly econ or business. <laughs> oh, econ all the way. I econ is classy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the back of that motherfucking plane. Uh, but like, they, that, I'm in the um, last row. I'm practically in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But th- things aren't going so well. Everyone's like, "There's flies in my plane," and all of a sudden. Um, Jake gets slapped and he starts fucking dying. Jake gets swatted. This is, this, this was described in graphic, heartbreaking detail about how, like, broken Jake's body is and that he is literally smushed, like, smeared on the side of the wall and dying. Like, four of his arm, legs are broken one of his wings got torn off. He's blind in one eye. His guts are spilling out. It's he's very much dying. It's bad. Um, it's bad. I mean, it's been a while since we've had a Jake death. That's true. It's usually usually we get Marco. Marco it's usually Rachel or Marco dying. 
I did appreciate this Jake death, though. Um, yes. I did a lot for his characterization and also the plot. Yes. This gives him a bit of a complex. Um, but they, they, they pick up his dying fly body and take him to the bathroom, and he demorphs, and he's physically fine. <laughs> traumatized, but fine. You know, extremely traumatized, but physically doing a okay. He's alive. Um, technically. He's technically yes, he's technically alive. Um, it, he's dead in the head, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it gives him a bit of a. This whole thing gives him a bit of an, uh, a complex, which we will get into in a little bit. Um, and they get off the plane and they go to, you know. The they get they get some new clothes and then they go to Taco Bell and then they get kicked out of Taco Bell because Axe keeps eating the that. sauce packets. <laughs> the manager's like, "Why don't you just buy him a bottle of Tabasco and get out of my goddamn store?" Um, <laughs> same for real, for, for real, real. Uh, for real, for real. Um, and then they get to the World Access on World Access. Uh, web access America. There, there we go. go. I yeah, I'm a zoomer. Um, they get to web access America, and they there's like a tour happening right on right right when they get there. Good timing, kids. And they're walking through, and uh, the tour guide is like, "Look at this oil painting in uh, of our of our founder Joe Bob Finestri." This is, is a an fake important name, name that they have made up. 100%. But it, it, it is important. Yes, you're right. You're right. They, yeah, they they mention, like, oh, he's the second wealthiest man in the world. Uh, he's worth billions of dollars. Marco worships him. That kind of makes total uh, sense to me, that Marco worships him. Oh, 100%. Him. <laughs> <laughs> um... Marco wants to be a billionaire and Cassie's a socialist. This makes perfect sense to me. I love it. I love to see it. <laughs> you love to see um, it. But they're like at the building and they're like, how the fuck do we get in? Like, we can't burn the building down. <laughs> Even though Rachel does suggest it. it. Rachel suggests it. And then Jake is like, these are nice, normal, innocent people. Not controllers, as far as we know. So it's okay to kill controllers, even though they're also technically nice, innocent people underneath the yerk? That's Jake? the question. That's the whole question of the entire book. 100%-o. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I like how they're all looking at him like, okay, what do we do? And he's like, you can't exp- Oh, yeah, never mind. Go on. I'll, I'll, I'll mention this later. Uh, but they, uh, they're like, we'll make a distraction. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, what people? They yeah, they decide like they 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 ask like, why don't we morph people? And and they're like, well, I mean, these people didn't consent to being morphed. And this goes back to a question in Cassie's first book when she first acquires the dolphin, where it's like, well, none of the animals you ever acquired technically consent. That's true. And Axe so... is like, you guys are all animals. Why are you any different? And Cassie is explaining that we think of ourselves differently as animals, like, better than animals. Um, which is an interesting, interesting point. 
And they're all looking at Jake, expecting him to, like, make a decision and solve this moral question in, like, two seconds flat. Um, so he's like, we're not doing that right, right now. Um, I can't solve this huge moral question immediately. That's not a thing that I can do. Um, and they're not setting a fire either. So they decide to go with a distraction instead. Yes. Another uh, but they decide yeah. against... They decide against uh, doing humans because they're just it's it's a moral question that they can't answer right now. Um, and they just instead decide um, on something that works. It's this is very stupid and very funny, but it works. It's very dumb, but it works. Where <laughs> they all get in this janitor supply closet, and they all morph into their their morphs of choice, uh, and then they grab their brooms and burst out of the closet and start mopping the carpet as animals. As animals? As animals. As animals. As animals. As animals. <laughs> well, Marco, as animals. <laughs> Marco and Axe walk into a cubicle and sign on to somebody's personal computer and then access all of the personal information for everybody They start... In the world hacking csi miami-ing all of the shit <laughs> and i'm in all of, of the like like literally <laughs> i'm in like <laughs> i'm in i'm in <laughs> like oh shit i went to the wrong chapter um <laughs> oopsie um but they're like they they burst out and they're like mopping the floor and that was like one of the first things that the people down below are like, what is that? Are they mopping a carpet? <laughs> Not like oh that's a bear and a tiger and a bird and a skunk mopping the floor. It's they're mopping the carpet. They're mopping the huh priorities. Love that. <laughs> Love it. Um, Love it. But they get in an elevator. Uh, and then they, they do, like, a, this, when I was imagining it in my head, it was a very funny image of just, like, a bear, a tiger, a, a skunk, and a bird getting an elevator. Then the elevator goes up, and then it opens into just four normal kids. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a really good transition if this was TV. It would have been great. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, <laughs> Axe and Marco come back, and Marco looks, like, pale. And, and they're like, what's wrong, Marco? And he's like, you know that, that, that... Girl whose screen name was Pretty Girl Eight Hundred Two. She like he's like gets like flirty messages from her. Turns out, uh, it's a seventy three year old retired postal worker. Predators, kids, watch out for predators. <laughs> this entire book is a don't do the internet, kids. It's really it's. I have thoughts about that in 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 comparison to the other big theme of this book, which you'll you'll see. Um. I just think it's it's super funny. <laughs> it is super funny. Uh, but they memorize the name of, of everyone they've gotten. And it turns out one of the people in the um, inside of the like chat room, the, a guy named Fighty777, is actually Joe Bob Finestri, the owner of, or the billionaire the owner of the internet. <laughs> What are the odds that uh, Joe Bob is in a Yerk chat room? What are the odds of that? What are are the odds that, like, Hmm. 
Mark Zuckerberg is just in a your <laughs> chat room, you know? <laughs> it's just Steve Jobs is just there. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's like imagining William like Gates like in a in a thing, and then just like Steve Jobs just in your chat room, like what you know? Well, that would be actually really crazy because he's dead. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> Fair point, fair point, two shit. What if you just logged into a chat room and the ghost of Steve Jobs was there? Steve Jobs discorporated, <laughs> returned his essence to the interview, internet, so he just lives there now. No disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to, to the to the ghost of Steve Jobs, but like... I think mild disrespect. I don't Mild know disrespect, he was apparently a huge dick. Um, But anyway, uh, so they... After invading the internet, they go After back to the airport. Private information. Stealing children's private information, by the way. Right, right. right. They know that one of the kids, what, like Gump, is actually a nine-year-old child. They don't say it here, but they know. They so do. That's know. cool. Yeah. Poor Gump. But that's a that's actually a very important theme in this book. Um. But anyway, uh, they they get at the airport and they're like. All right, let's turn into flies. And, and Jake's like, actually, <laughs> um, just like maybe what, like, <laughs> what if it's something else? What if we don't do flies? And Marco's like, um, just look, Marco's like, look, just because Jake almost died and got smushed against the wall with his guts hanging out and half of his body ripped apart and we had to carry him to safety doesn't mean that it's not safe to do a fly morph. And Cassie's like, why don't we do ants, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we do ants, whore? (laughs) Sorry, Mark is not a whore. (laughs) Um, It's really funny. But but it it is, it is funny. Uh, Cassie can sense that something's wrong with her BF. So... So she's like, I'm hungry. Can we go get a pretzel, Jake? And then they go and get a pretzel and they start chatting. Um, like fighting, and she's fighting, like, arguing. Yeah, because cause Jake at the end was like, fine, we'll do the fly morph. And then they they meet, like they they, they argue. And, and, and Cassie's like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to prove that you're the tough guy. You know, you don't have to prove that. And it's like, Jake is like, it's not about proving anything. It's just, it's that if I show that I'm afraid, then then you guys are all going to get afraid because I'm the leader because you made me the leader. I really feel bad for Jake here. I get where he's coming from. I definitely do. And several things. First of all, poor Jake. They really did him no favors making him the leader. And Cassie eventually recognizes that, um, which is good. Uh, poor Jake. He doesn't, yeah, he didn't want to be the leader. He still doesn't. Um, but also, unfortunately, like, he's, he's right. Um, if he, like, starts to break down, I think he thinks that it gives everybody else permission to start breaking down, and he, that's the last thing he wants. So I definitely see where he's coming from, even though that sucks. Yeah, uh, that's the thing about this debate is I see where both of them are coming from super vividly. Like Jake mm-hmm. just like Jake has been against his will nominated to be leader, and he has to set up an example because you know what a leader cannot show fear at the very least. Like they can't. It's not that they can't feel afraid. It's just that they can't show it. Mm-hmm. So 
but but Cassie's like, no, you put yourself at risk of 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 like emotionally shutting down when you do that, you know. And it's like we all know that you're afraid. We're all afraid. We're child soldiers. <laughs> like, so so yeah. It's like a whole. It's like a really um, no right answers kind of qu- uh, quandary, which is there's a lot of them in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the crux of this book is that there is no right answer. It all sucks in everybody's right, depending on where they're coming from. Um, yeah. <laughs> which which sucks. And I think that's part of what makes this book so good. But they, they make it back home okay. Um, but he never really felt... He felt better for getting past it, but you, he's like, you never really get past fear. It gnaws at you like a rust, like, like, like rust in the fender of a car. Damn, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Damn, that's okay. crazy. Well, we're getting, we're going with metaphors now. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, but he goes home and he, he sees his brother, Tom, who is a controller, in the kitchen, talking on the phone eating a peanut butter cracker or whatever. Um, and Tom's like, so good. Ugh. 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 Dissing peanut no. butter and graham crackers? What well, fully. <laughs> dare you? I hate peanut butter and I hate graham crackers. Unless it's on Where's... s'mores. Oh my god. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, welcome to my twisted mind. <laughs> That's the snack. <laughs> That's a snack that I would always make for my little brother. One time I made one for myself and I bent down. It was like in my mouth and I put, I was like just, you know, holding it in my mouth as you do. Um, And I bent down to tie my shoe and he was like one. So he like comes up to me and bites the other end while the cracker was in my mouth. Um, (laughs) It was like, I feel like a bird. (laughs) I'm 13 years older than my little brother. I feel like I should mention that. Um, On that note... (laughs) <laughs> on that note, Jake has dinner with his family. <laughs> it's like um, a, it's like a yeah. whole a normal dinner. A normal theoretically, dinner like theoretically, Jake and Tom are both pretending to be normal, and their parents are holding hands like it's their first date, and it's cute and stuff. But the whole time, he's depressed and angry and anxious. Yeah. Yeah. He has these he has these lines where it's like mostly what people want is to be left alone. But there's always someone who thinks life isn't just and it's not enough to be peaceful and with your family and whatever. And that's when killing starts. What is the matter with people that don't know that all that really counts is people who love each other and are able to be together and learn and work and tell dumb stories and, and dumb jokes? I don't what know. do they I don't think they're going to get people. that's better than that? No, that's what I'm quoting the line. That's what oh. Jake is asking. Well, um, I agree with Jake. And he, um, I agree with Jake. This is like the people who think, who like glorify war and all of that stuff. Like glorify war and fighting and don't realize that the Futurists. whole reason for those things is because is to protect the things that actually matter. Like love and song, food, sharing, um, family, all of those things. So... Yeah, and and even though they're fighting to protect those things, they also don't realize that war is what causes the death of those things. Mm-hmm. It's 
what is going on with the alarms? Anyway. They're coming for you. They're coming for- Oh my god, the controllers. <laughs> oh my god, it's the CIA. They heard me talk about the TSA. <laughs> um, Hot but, the um, CIA are all controllers. I mean- uh, That's kind of the plot of the books, let's be honest. But they're like- uh, 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 Jake's mom's like, are you, are you okay? And Jake's like, I just hope we'll always be together. And then he has this line where it's like, the yerk inside, this is my, probably my favorite line in the book. It's just mm. a flawless line. The yerk inside Tom's head searched Tom's memory. The yerk opened his memory and read it like a book. He played the strings of Tom's brain like a violinist squeezing perfect notes out of a violin. Damn. Damn. And this then is, like, Tom's, this this book just, is full of baller shit. It is full of baller shit. And it makes you remember that Jake knows firsthand what that's like. I personally had forgotten that he was invaded by a yerk until this moment. And I was like, oh, this isn't just like a... That's what they want you to think. Happening. Like, this is hot damn. Like, he actually knows this firsthand. Just crazy. And it just makes you remember yeah. how much Jake has gone through, even though nobody talks about it. Even the other animals. Fully. It's crazy. Um, but then, like, Tom, like, has a, a witty remark and Jake laughs and then he thinks to himself, the day will come, Yerk, when I will tear you out of his head and destroy you for what you've done to my family. Shit, man! That was also a <laughs> God, Jake is, ha- Jake has been, he's been hitting the books. He's been working on that literature degree. That's right. That's right. He's He'd be a good English major. Just saying. Oh yeah. Oh T. Um, but then they uh, they they meet up again, and they're like, okay, so, like, there's there's they because they because Marco was checking the chat rooms, and um, <laughs> they're they're talking about like this Gump kid is getting ready to confront his dad, and Cass is like, we can't let that happen because because Gump is a nine year old child, um. And so he lives he lives close enough. Uh the other people are all out of town. So that leaves us with uh your cater, Gump, a guy named Chaz, and and Fighty 777. Uh and then they they're like they're saying like your because they check the records and your cater is someone named Edward Sheltingham. And 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 Cassie checked the other like the phone books. And and there's only two Cheltinghams, and they were both female. So, I don't know what's up with that. Like, if that's foreshadowing, like, if Edward Cheltingham's gonna be important or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, but they're they're basically trying to decide what to do next. Because Finestri is at the center of all of this. He's the main man. He's the president of the internet. Like, he is, is the king of the... King of the internets. Um, but there's also Gump, who is definitely going to confront his his dad in the next couple days. And it's a Sunday, and they are running out of time, which is also going to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, well, it has been a reoccurring theme in this book so far, is the idea of running out of time. Which is very interesting, considering Jake's last book was all about time. And now yeah, he constantly is- thinks he's running out of time. 
Mm. Time has really messed him up. I think one of the things that this book does a really good job of conveying is how um, how complex and how layered Jake's trauma is, even though we don't see it in other books. Like, I find myself really liking Jake when it's from his point of view. But other people's yeah. point of view, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm indifferent about him. Um, but yeah, I think Applegate does a really good job of like weaving the perspectives of his past books like the forgotten with the whole time travel thing into this book how everything seems to be up against a clock everything is ticking um he knows that even though they're not really pressed for time he feels it constantly with tom with um with like the airport thing all of that that's a really good point jenny um yeah i like that it's just it's it it adds like a um a real another thing like about Jake like his it's another like element that he's developed is kind of like paranoia about time because he's had to deal with so much fuckery with time and he's I, the I only one him. oh yeah I don't either I would be too it's yeah, just I mean, like yeah if you I mean he experienced what what was it like two days that technically never happened to him um yeah and never happened to anybody else like that's gonna really mess I mean (laughs) after that how would you be able to trust your own senses and your own um perception of time after that um so no wonder he's so messed up in that particular flavor of drama yeah the whole thing but they decide um because time is running out instead of helping Gump, which they will do after, like they'll do it on a Monday because it's a Sunday, they decide instead to go pay a visit to Mr. Joe Bob Finestri. Um, and it's a, they go to the, they go to the, the mansion and it's fucking insane. Like it's just big. There's a lot going on. It's like, heavily fortified um multiple fences armed guards like what is the what is the museum Uh, what are you protecting like crown jewels i don't even know um it's yeah it's it's freaking insane uh they were not expecting that yeah they weren't expecting it because it's it becomes very clear that mr finestri is a very fucking paranoid person and the kids think we can that, that the kid, yeah, the kids think that it's because oh he he knows about the Yerk threat because he visited these forums, and that's not exactly to the case though. It's, it's almost the truth. See. Almost it's kind, kind of the kind truth. of it's part of the but truth. Not, but it's also not, not really at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but they they decide for the plan. Uh, uh, Tobias stays outside, uses his eyes and ears to report what he sees. Half of us, um, morph to fly, or they, we all fly inside, because they're all birds right now. They all fly inside, uh, uh, half of us, uh, morph to fly, and the others to cockroach. They spread out and keep in touch, uh, by thought speak, and anyone who finds Finestri calls the others. Good plan! Good job, Jake! Good, that's a good plan. Yeah, it's a decent, it doesn't work. well thought out plan. It just doesn't it doesn't work out. <laughs> doesn't work out at all. Um, and Rachel is like, "Let's go!" And she like 
like immediately flies up. She's in a bald eagle morph. She like spreads her wings. Because she's Rachel, careens down, claws out, crashes through a window. Immediately alarms start start going off. He's like, Cassie, break off. Everybody break off. Um, and 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 there's like a, alarms blaring. He looks in the window. Ca- Rachel's not moving. He's worried that she's like uh dead. like dead because <laughs> she's not moving, but she is trapped. Um, and these guards start showing up and they're like, shoot them, shoot the birds, shoot the birds. And Axe gets shot. Tobias saves him. Um, a dog attacks Jake. Everything's, this plan started out so good and so quickly everything goes to shit. It ended so, it went to shit very quickly. Um, very, very fast. My dear listeners, I encourage you to, like, actually read this scene because it's kind of dope. Like, it's heartbreaking. It's but, like, really, really cool. It's really cool the way it's written. Please read it. I'm making it sound a lot less cooler than it is because a lot happens in this book. But we are pressed it's, for uh, Also, I'm, I'm bad at ex- examining or explaining action scenes. But it is, like, a lot is happening. So many sound effects. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, Jake gets like attacked by a dog, and then there's another dog trying to get Axe, and Jake is like, "Leave him!" And Tobias is like, "I'm not leaving my best bro," and and he's yeah. like, Jake's like, "Leave it or you're dead." So, whoo, um, Cassie, Jake, Marco, and Tobias fly away. Axe and Rachel have been captured, and Jake is immediately like, "This is my fucking fault." Immediately goes into, like, self-blame mode. It really wasn't his fault. It was a solid plan. It was. Um, So, but he's the leader, so everything. Yeah, Jake has this, Jake has this con, like, this weird, uh, 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 con, like, uh, concept, concept, condition, I don't know, complex. I don't know. Yeah, complex. Has a complex about being a leader where it's like, and I think it's something that a lot of people who are in leadership positions feel, where it's like, uh, if, 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 if anything go, goes wrong with the team, it's entirely, it's like, it's my fault. Like, I, I know that, like, I'm, so I'm on the rowing team, and I'm the coxswain for the rowing team um, at my university. And technically, I'm not the leader, but I, I steer the boat. And I know mm-hmm. that if our boat ever fucks up, if we lose a race... I'm going to be like Jake. I'm going to immediately go like, it was my fault. I will take the blame. It was completely my fault. And it's like, yeah, no. yeah it's like a Absolutely. whole thing. <laughs> it, it is a whole thing. And it, yeah, it, it happens everywhere. Um, when I used to work at a bakery, Jenny knows this, it was a terrible job. Um, <laughs> but um, I was in charge of training a couple of people Um when I used to work there, even though I shouldn't have been because I wasn't a manager. That's a whole different thing. Um, one of the girls, like, messed up and made some cotton candy filling for a donut when it was supposed to be strawberry. It was a whole different thing. Um, and she also messed up an oven, so she actually turned on the fan, which, re- like, switched the rotation of the blade, making everything hotter and almost, like, blew up the store. It was a really bad day. Um, 
it wasn't my fault. I was just like there while she was while she was on duty, but I <laughs> felt so bad because everyone like, you know, uh, could have gotten seriously hurt. And so I, I get what you're saying. Like if anything happens, if like anything gets messed up, immediately the leader is like, oh, that's my fault. And that's Jake's whole thing. Um, and I think he feels that pressure constantly, which really sucks for him. Um, and I don't think the yeah, other... Man realize that yeah either. and it just sucks because jake did not want to be a leader yeah he didn't ask for this he didn't sign up for it they um, just made him leader he got the short like all of these i'm not gonna start to play oppression olympics with these children and these child soldiers right they all have it bad but like mm-hmm. in this regard Jake has it really bad because, like, he has all this trauma and all this baggage and all these complexes about being a leader for something he never fucking asked for. It's right. He never really even sad. asked to be in this war. Never no, asked to yeah. be a leader. He was God just like El the Fanger. closest to Elfanger. <laughs> and they were like, uh, you're closest. You're the leader now. <laughs> you're the big, strong man with brown hair. You're our leader now. Like, that's right. You have the deepest voice. You're our leader now. Like, you're the first narrator. That means you get to be the leader. You're the leader now. You're the main <laughs> character now. Ugh. God, it's really, it's it sucks. But um, they're on a Wendy's rooftop, which, by the way, love me some Wendy's. Please sponsor us. Um, I know you do. But they're, <laughs> they're on a rooftop, and they're all, like, yelling at each other. Like, they're like, how long have we been in Morph? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Axe isn't here. We could have gone and get him. But you, you, we could have gotten him out of there. And and, and then Cassie's like, they have him. We have to get them back. Everyone's like freaking out. And, and, yeah, and, like, and, and they're and like, Marco are like going to kill each other. They're going to like rip each other's throats out. Because uh, Marco is like, Finestri is a controller. It, it, he has to be. It was obviously a trap because he... He was, like, shooting at birds. Who the fuck would shoot at a bird? <laughs> That's a good point, Marco. Very, very, good very perceptive of you. Um, very astute. Uh, but they're like, well, we don't know what to do because Rachel, like, she clearly got knocked out. And if she's knocked out for more than the allotted morphing time, she'll get stuck like that. And, and, and so will Axe. Like, they'll get stuck like that. And, 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 and I know Rachel would rather get stuck as an eagle than tell the others like like then the, then demorph in front of people and 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 let them know the truth so They're basically right. everyone's having a fucking like everyone's yelling at each other and at Jake like everyone's yelling at Jake uh and and they're just really mad at him for not realizing that there'd be all these guards around the stuff and Cassie's not, like, like predicting the future what? not predicting the fucking future and they're like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do Jake and 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 he like he like sobs he's like I don't know what to do that oh that hurt my heart my heart my fucking heart this poor kid I know look I know we like especially in the first couple of books, made fun of Jake a lot. I could, I can barely remember his name sometimes, but that's just me. That's just a me thing. That's um, a you problem that you need to work that, on. That's <laughs> a me problem that I need to work on, and it happens in real life, and it's a bad thing that I do or can't do. Anyway, so we made fun of him a lot for, like, not having a personality, 
for being kind of like a bland character. Oh, but this book, really. Yeah. This book is the a, last book. He has a character now. <laughs> he is a fully complex, rounded out character by the end of this book. By the beginning of this book, really. But um, this broke my heart. when He was like, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't have the answers. You keep looking to me for answers, but I'm not, I'm not any more qualified than the rest of you to be leading this war. And he's really not. He's not no. any more qualified than any single one of them. But for some reason, he's the leader, and it's, like, tearing him apart. It's tragic. Um, yeah. But he does come to the conclusion, though, that, like, okay, these aren't, obviously, they're not controllers because there weren't any Horpagir or Taxons around. So they're obviously just normal humans. They seemed confused that they were shooting at birds. If they were controllers, they wouldn't be confused. Mm-hmm. And... And they're like, we don't have, but we don't have any time to decide. We have to make a choice now. So they decide, Jake decides to go to the gardens and get a rhino. Because he needs a living tank. Tank. Because he's like, here's my brilliant plan. I'm going to run through the fences and rescue them headfirst. He's like, subtlety is no longer an option. We're just, we're just going to kill them all. I'm just going to, like, run straight through the door and knock them all out. Yeah. I respect that. Eh, I respect it, too. He, so he, he gets, he tells Tobias, he brings Tobias with him. Tobias makes a distraction. He, he gets a, a, a rhino morph, and the whole time he's like, no time, no time, no time. Do not have time. Because everyone's about to get stuck as a bird. Um, mm-hmm. Time is running out. He gets back to the Wendy's. Um, and, and Cassie's like, we did notice one thing. There's a band of poison around each door and a kind of bug zapper and in the window. And that's probably what shocked Rachel. I think Mr. Finestri has some psychological problems. She's kind She's of right. She's yeah. not wrong. I thought it was, oh Jesus. I'm, one sec. I, I dropped my phone. Uh, oh, oh peanut butter. I dropped my phone. I thought that, um, like it was originally like he was just a very paranoid person. I thought originally that kind he, of right. I thought he was like an ex controller, like, I yeah, I thought that he was like or like a conspiracy theorist. But we'll mm. see very shortly what Mister Finestri is, because um, <laughs> it's something. Oh yeah, but he morphs into a rhino, and he's like, it's not like it's aggressive; it's just a very defensive animal, which is very useful for what he's about to do. And what he's about to do is um break through this motherfucker shit. Break through the shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Break through the motherfucking shit. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's like, vroom, like, breaking fences, breaking walls. Uh, he's getting shot at, but it's nothing. He's a fucking rhino. And he, <laughs> he gets to the... He gets to, like, the door, and instead of going through the door... Because the thing about rhinos is they can't really see. So he has Marco give him directions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he crashes through a wall. Not the door, but he makes a door. Um, and then they're they're inside. They're inside. And, 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 and Jake's like, I bet it was a beautiful home, but I can't really see it, and I don't really care. And Cassie's like... And I kind of just destroyed it. Yeah, he's like... 
I hope he's uh, I hope he's a controller after this because we're trashing this man's home. I'd be Marcus fine with like, trashing his home even if he wasn't. Yeah. Trash billionaires' homes. 1998 and 2021. Oh, absolutely. It's 2021. Um, but they're like, how do we find Rachel and Axe? And it's like, oh, wherever they'll be, they'll be um, guarded. So they're trying to find, like, where the most guarded place is. And the whole time, uh, Jake is, like, calling out. He's like, Axe, Axe, where are the, where the fuck are you, Axe? Uh, or Rachel or someone. And Axe answers... And, and, and he's like, don't, you have to demorph, like, now. Tell Rachel, if you can, that you have to demorph now. Um, no matter what. Which, you know, good, pros and cons. (laughs) Pros and cons, cons. but, um, I don't know. I would personally rather have them find out that they're human than all of them. Not, yeah. I agree. Because then they can't do anything at all. Uh, I think Jake is thinking the same. Good for him. Uh, But they, they, uh, he, there's like stairs and he, he can't reach the stairs. (laughs) So he, his rhino legs, which are just thumbs attached to his body, um, cannot go up the stairs. (laughs) But they, they morph back into like humans sure um because time is sort of running time is really time is they're really out of motherfucking time (laughs) and then he's a tiger for reasons then he's a tiger and he starts talking to some guards and is like how much like like how how much are you getting paid for this like he he has the claws and the guy's like not enough (laughs) i love that scene it's very good two guys were like we value our, our our lives, and he's like, "Good choice, good choice, good choice, good choice." Uh, but they they there's a door, and Marco's about to break the door, and then Jake's like, "Try the knob first. He's like, "Oh, because he's a gorilla, uh, right? He's got hands, he's got thumbs, he's got who he do be having thumbs though." And then he opens the door, and it's really dark, but Jake can see because he's a tiger, Which and he sees that there's a sky. That's a green sky, and scruffy plants, and a shallow pond of liquid, the consistency and color of molten lead. It's a yerk pool. So, interesting. Interesting. There's some cages. Axe and Rachel are in cages. They're um, not moving or breathing. They're not moving. Jake is like, they're dead. Cool. They're dead. I cool. was too late, Great. and they're dead. Uh. And... There's a guy there that is, it, it is Joe Bob Finestri. Joe Bob. <laughs> the president of the inter... Joe Bob is very stupid. That is a very stupid name. I feel like Finestri Mark is fine. Code name. For real. <laughs> like when they were like, like years later writing the novels, it's like, oh yeah, his name, let's make his name Joe Bob. That'd be really funny. <laughs> um, Love this But it's. Them. It's, they see Joe Bob there, and, and Jake is like, cool, I was wrong. He is a controller. And then he's like, so, not Yerks. After all, I am to be destroyed by Andalites. Well, I suppose there's some honor in that at least. 
Uh, I hope this Can voice I... I'm doing isn't too much of a, of, a, of a hint as to the twist of this character. <laughs> it really is. If we, if you've been listening to this podcast for since the beginning, um, and know you'll know, <laughs> you'll know with the Scottish when the Scottish accent with comes the, out with you'll the know. with the Scottish brogue. Um, but he's like, my friend, let them go. My friends are my friends are dead. And he's like, no, they're not. Don't you recognize biostasis when you see it? These are they're Is simply frozen. I, I thought it's basically cryosleep. I thought you Andalites were supposed to be so advanced. So they're not dead. They're just cryostasis. And then so Jake much is stuff like, that Axe just doesn't tell them. For real? <laughs> well, it's because he doesn't Axe. think he ha- he he doesn't think he has to. Because he's an Andalite. He's right. like, oh, you guys know this, right? <laughs> no. And also because, nope. like, I'm sure some of it is secret. Oh, definitely, and he still has a complex about that. That Uh, (laughs) um, And he's like, oh, uh, uh, you want me to free your friends? Uh, Well, why? I mean, you're going to kill me either way. And he's like, no, I won't. And he's like, why would I kill you? And he's like, I'm a yerk. I'm a controller. Although my host and I are on very good terms. I made him rich. I wrote his famous web browser. We've been partners all these years. I love that the Yerks invented the internet. I <laughs> love that so oh my much. God. They broke that the fills me with such kindness. joy. <laughs> I I can't believe Mark Zuckerberg was a controller the entire time. Um. Yeah. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, and whoever else invented the internet or whatever, all of them were controllers. And all of those controllers were one big dysfunctional family. For real. I mean, this guy, Finestri is like, uh, did my brother send you? And they're all like, your brother? (laughs) And I was like, your brother? (laughs) I knew. Yeah. I mean, I figured it out immediately. Yeah, obviously. I was, obviously. <laughs> but who else could be who else could it be? And I'm I'm happy that the kids figured it out quickly as well. But this was funny. Yes. <laughs> uh, was it was very it was a little bit funny. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I mean, you were probably looking to see if I was like if I could be an ally. Well, uh you, you checked the chat rooms, did you? <laughs> And he's like, shall I tell you who and what I am, Andalite? My name is Esplin9466. Do you know the double six? Do you know what it means? And he's basically like, I have a twin brother. I have an exact twin brother. Um, he gets, he's the prime. Uh, he, so basically, uh, Finestri is like the bastard child. Yeah. He's Pretty a- much. Like the unwanted child. I mean, that explains some things. Um, he has a bit of a complex. <laughs> he has a, he's a bit of a thing. Everyone in this fucking that. book series has a complex. I mean, it seems... Yeah. Um, I do love that, as as we later learn, just like his twin brother, um, Finestri really likes to like wax poetic about his evil Oh plan. my god, he loves a monologue. <laughs> he loves a villain monologue. I love that for him. Um, you can definitely tell they're related. Um, 
Yeah. I love that. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll shut up until it... I'll, I'll, shut, I'll shut up now. No, 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 no. Don't ever shut up. <laughs> this is a podcast. You're my co-host. Anyway. Uh, but he's basically telling the kids, like, like, oh, my brother gets all the cool shit. I can get only what I take. Um... And my brother is kind of fucking power mad, but I was able to make the internet, so so good for good for you, all of you. Good on you, homie. And the oh. kids are like, "Oh, your brother is is a uh, Visser three. He's like, "Yep, yeah." <laughs> Which, by the way, I want to say this means that we know Visser three's name. His designation is technically Esplin nine four six. Yeah, you're right. So that's we cool. That. That's a cool that little detail. Cool. That is a funky little detail. A detail. Um, I really do. <laughs> I, okay, I think Esplin Fenestra is whatever his name is. Um, he's a really interesting character. I oh my god, he's so interesting. This guy is fascinating. Oh I my god, we like we we. Oh but, yeah, like I, I mean, fuck, he's super fucking interesting. Because like see an Espen, the Espen book. For real, I want Espen. I want, I want, I want Esplen Gate <laughs> <laughs> or Esplen Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, what Esplen says in this chapter, Esplen Finestri. I'll just call him Finestri. Um, but what Finestri says in this chapter is like. Yeah, I play. I don't play either side. I hate humans, but I also hate years, maybe more. But especially just my brother, like, cause he's he's an asshole, um, and that's why I shoot. That's why I shot at the birds because you know, like, it could have been my brother in in a morph. And and then he says to, cause he thinks he also thinks that the that the animorphs are andalites, and he says like, uh, you andalites are so arrogant and yet your arrogance is so unbelievable that you never pause to consider that you might not be so clever after all Ooh. that was a good line <laughs> a little I really sassy like, i like i like him just as much as visor three and i do like the kids oh, were fully. like fully um such an interesting character but i love how the kids were like they didn't do the whole I could feel his evil across the room, kind of like that dramatic <laughs> thing. It's just like this is this is a guy who's slightly insane. Uh, he's just fucking pissed. Like he's very just much mad. evil. This he just has feels, a yeah, con, a, con, a complex. <laughs> he feels just as evil, if not slightly more uh, evil than Visitor Three. I like well, how they're both. I like how they're both the evil twin. Um, Fully! You're so fucking right. You're so right. They are. That is so true. <laughs> Instead of one being the good and the other one being the bad one, they're just both the evil twin. Um, I love, I mean, love that for them. The, the main reason why uh, Esplin... It, I guess this is... Because they're both named Esplin. So the Finestri, the reason why Finestri is, like, really evil is because he basically explains to the kids, like, I can survive without Candrona rays. And they're like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I developed a new technology. Uh, I have to eat a yerk every three days. <laughs> technology is called cannibalism. <laughs> it's cannibalism. <laughs> and that explains why Visor 3 doesn't use it. 
Um, apparently. Well, it also Harris. explains why he's like paranoid that Visser Three could find him. Because if he find if Visser Three finds uh, Finestri and learns about the technology, he, the technology that he has in terms of like being able to survive without a Kendrona ray, like it's over for Earth. It's over. Because they won't have to go back up to, to get Kendrona rays. Mm-hmm. You know? They have a huge advantage. So yep. it's also, it's interesting that the kids absolutely despise, you know, Finestri after learning what he does and, and specifically how he gets the the Yerks that he feasts upon, which is yeah, through his chat He kills rooms. the hosts. He yeah. kills the hosts. Um, by also, but also, like, it c- kind of encourages people on his, like, chat rooms to become... It's really very morally super ambiguous because he he encourages, like, these these kids, pretty much, uh, to, like, become controllers so that he can kill them and eat them. Yeah, it's, like, pigs for slaughter. They encourage... He, like... It's like a trap within a trap. Like, he makes a chat room about stopping Yerks, um, and then these kids log on who think their parents might be Yerks, encourages them to confront their parents about it. He owns the internet, so he knows their private information. So then once their parents confront the kids about it, they're made into controllers, and suddenly he has twice the controllers to fly now. Like, yeah. he has twice the Yerks to catch. Yeah, he eats ten of mice. Um, it's crazy. So he's very... Like, probably the most ambiguous... Well, I mean, here's... Um, I want to call him ambiguous, but also, either way, he's doing harm. Like, he's killing, like, Yerks, which is great, but he's also killing people, including children, that he essentially grooms into mm-hmm. becoming slaves for however long like, until he can get their hands on them and eat them. He's... I, yeah, I would say he's more evil than ambiguous, um, I would say he's at least from he's more successfully evil than we've seen from his brother so far, which is funny is because he seems very insecure about his relationship to Visser Three. Yeah, so interesting. Um, they're just they're evil for different reasons. Fenestry, whatever his name is, I can't. <laughs> Fenister? Yes, Esplin. Fenest. It's Fenestry. Yeah. Finestri, um, is evil for its self-serving purposes. Uh, so he doesn't have to rely on his brother so he could be better than him. Um, it's ultimately selfish. Visor 3 is a different kind of evil. He's in, he's colonialism evil. Um, two sides of the same coin, really. Uh, so interesting. It's kind of crazy how we've had more of, like, an examination of Visser Three's brother than actually Visser Three yet, because mm-hmm. the kids haven't had any Visser. direct interaction with Visser Three. Other, well, they have, but like not on the same level as actually having a conversation with him. That is right. anything other than like, ah, I'm gonna get you. Right. Like, <laughs> so I, yeah, Finestra is like one of the most fascinating characters in this series so far, and definitely one of my favorites. And I for want sure. this He's level of examination for, like for Visser Three. Ugh. I know, I know. But but Cassie, back to the back in the back in the story, Cassie starts freaking the fuck out because this whole time she she did not want to come to this mansion. She wanted to save the child, um, 
and 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 she just learned that the 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 thing that is killing these children and killing these innocent people is this guy who is now right in front of us. So she starts freaking out. She almost attacks him. Jake is like, you need to chill the fuck out right now. And like, I told this guy I wouldn't kill him. And he's actually could be useful in the process. <laughs> um, but, but he, of course, is say, not saying that to, to Fenestri. To Fenestri, he's like, my, my teammate, my comrade is very very emotional because you know my friend has lost many friends uh, uh, uh and comrades uh in battle against your people and he's like we've all lost friends in this unpleasantness damn that's true damn okay he, he do be true though um but he's like release my friends and we'll let you live and he's like if you ever as long as you're in this house we won't harm you but if we That's ever important. catch up with you in the... is Yes, very important. This is a very important part. If we ever catch up with you in the outside world, that protection will not exist. So he's like, fine. Um, and he turns off the biostasis field. They immediately grab Rachel and Axe and are like, you need to start demorphing now. Now, bitch. <laughs> Get on it. Uh, and they, they like start going away. They go up the stairs and Finestri's like, Perhaps we'll meet again. They 100% will meet again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. 100%, though. So. I cannot but they, wait. Oh, ugh, me too. Um, but they they demorph, and and they're like, oh, like, they're informing Rachel and asked what happened, and they're like, was, was the guy a controller or not? Was he a good guy or a bad guy? And Jake is like, Rachel, I don't even know which I am anymore. Damn, that's crazy. Um, but it that that next night, or maybe the same night, a couple of days later, I don't know. Jake is outside looking at the stars, and he's like, "I fucking hate these stars. This is where all my problems come from." <laughs> um, goddamn sky, goddamn space. fucking sky, and space hate that and all frontier. Oh, <sighs> bullshit. Um, and so he starts talking like with his mom. And is like, you know, just life is so hard for me. And she's like, well, you have two weapons, you know, um, you have experience. And then also, uh, you're, you, you are the second great weapon because as your mom, I can look at you and think, oh man, as bad as I feel right now, as bad as things may be, at least is it isn't as bad as being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. She was saying that he doesn't have these weapons. She does. Yeah. And then they go and watch X-Files. <laughs> and then Fair enough. Jake goes to school and he's just like very in his own head right now. And he's like, how can I make decisions, help, how can they help me make decisions no human being can ever make correctly? That's the whole point, Jago! <laughs> but anyway... He um goes to the playground where he knows Gump. It's so st- why they call Gump. Um, because they it's know- his screen name and they can't say. I know, I know. <laughs> but they they go and they and they see Gump and they see Gump talking to uh, Cassie in in Wolf Morph, and Cassie's like, "I'm a magical wolf, telling you, don't trust your parents, don't trust your dad." 
And then he, like, she backs into the forest, and he goes into the forest and, and talks to her, and she's like, I feel like fucking shit, because I just had to go and tell a nine-year-old child not to trust his own dad. She was, yeah, she was like, what a terrible, disgusting thing for me to do. Because Cassie and Jake both trust their parents. They have relatively functional families compared to the rest of them. And Jake even admits that. Um, So that must be a really hard thing for Cassie to tell that kid not to trust his family. Personally, I was like, yeah, what's new? Um... (laughs) (laughs) But that must have been really hard for her. Yeah. Um, and he knows and then that. Jake, yeah, Jake is like, it's the best that you could do. It's all that you can do. Because you. it's hard to fight evil without doing some along the way. That's the thing we've been saying the whole time. Are you going to genocide the genociders? Ugh. I'm glad they're I talking love that about they, it, though. Oh, yeah, fully. I'm glad that they're that we've been... But, well, because there's been hints of it throughout the entire thing, like like a big part of uh, of of Elfanger's, like the whole Elfanger book was like, or the Andalite Chronicles. That's what it's called. A big part of the Andalite Chronicles was like the the moral quandary over Alarin and like the killing of of the entire room of Yerks. So like this question has been here since the beginning of the entire of the entire series of of like the question of is it possible to do mm-hmm. a war good? And Jake is finally coming to the it's realization, not. which it, it, it's not. And I, and I think it makes sense that Jake is the first one to come to this realization of the four. I think he's the first one to vocalize it, if I can remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense that he's the first one to vocalize it because he's the one who has to make the decisions that they then play out. Yeah, and, Absolutely. I think it's really important that he that in that in this book he realizes like no decision I ever make can be perfect because I'm a general and this is a fucking war. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's think, really heartbreaking that he has to have that realization. Absolutely, yeah, it's terrible. Um, I can't wait for the other kids to catch up to him in that regard. Like, they don't, they haven't had that realization yet. I think especially, I think Cassie especially. Um, Yeah. Because, like, her whole thing is that she's in this war for moral reasons. So it's not surprising that she's hesitant to, like, let that go to admit that um, maybe there is no moral right thing that she can do in this situation, in this war, because she's a literal child soldier since she's in this war for more, like, just for the principle of it. Um, which is really interesting considering that Jake and Cassie have have a relationship. Um, and they're so different in that regard, and yet so similar. It's just really interesting yeah. to me. I don't know. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, but Jake is, Jake closes out by saying, like, oh yeah, by the way, the mansion caught on fire. There's a long Burned list down. of suspects. It could have been Mr. Three. It could have been Cassie. could have been one of the others. could have been me. I guess you'll never know. Damn. 
Damn, but I mean, do you think he started the fire? Per, like, just, I think just speculation. My my f- um, initial gut reaction was Finestri started the fire himself. Mm-hmm. Because that way, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he would. But I just have, like, a gut feeling. Because maybe it's, like, now he knows that the, about the Animorphs. So he's like, uh, allies, potentially. Or at the very least people that I cross paths with. Yeah, um, maybe because he's worried that Visor 3 will be able to find him now. Like, if the Animorphs got through his house, then Visor 3 could as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe he I, ran away I, to either Uzbekistan Finestri- with that actor. <laughs> it's either Finestri or Jake. Um, I wouldn't put it past Jake to do it. Cassie wouldn't do it. I don't think she has that in her. Yeah, it could have been Visser 3. I don't know. Jay, uh, we're probably never going to know. Unless Finestri shows up and tells us. <laughs> right. Or um, Jake admits to it. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the the book ends with um, uh, a week later. He's hanging out. He hooks up the barn. And he's chilling with Cassie. And um, they're just shoveling. They're, they're not. They're just shoveling shit. Shooting the shit. <laughs> Putting it, putting casts on animals. That's right. And then, yeah, and then they chatting. all start hanging out, you know, just chatting. Normal kid stuff. And Not uh, talking about Jake the is like Normal kid stuff, yeah. except there's an alien and a bird boy there. Yes, normal kid stuff. <laughs> um, and they, they all start acting like normal kids for now. And that's and where to, the book ends. Yeah, he has this line at the end, which... I thought was really interesting. Um, and he was saying, not everything can be fixed. Not every issue can be smoothed over. Like, he and Cassie are mm. still going to disagree about this. And that's just a reality of this war. Um, which yeah. I think is the entire, like, point of this book summed up into one line at the very end of the book. Yeah. <sighs> was heartbreaking, but realistic. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. Jake, I mean, Jake is like, well, I mean, we're getting into the analysis and ratings part now. Go for um, it. Go for it. But but Jake, like, says, like, uh, you know, sometimes there is no right answer to the problems we face, but what can you do but keep trying to figure out the answer anyway? What else can you do? And that's the whole thing is what else can they do? They're stuck. This is just their life now. And this, this book was very... Like, honestly, very uh, kind of depressing a yeah. lot of times. Like, because it doesn't, like, it ends, like, kind of bittersweet. Like, the last couple books have ended very bittersweet. Where it's, like, I like the it. last one, I like it a lot. Like, Marco's ended with, like, uh, uh, how did Marco's end again? <laughs> with him watching TV with his dad, I think. Something like that. But basically, oh no, yeah, he was talking about like how like I will I will save my mom and I will I will I will talk we'll have this talk and then we'll laugh about it. But there's also this darkness of like, well, I don't even know if I can save her. And then there's this where it's like, oh we're hanging out, we're shooting the shit, we're being like good friends for now. And mm-hmm. I like that these books are slowly becoming darker and darker. Uh and it's not even just like darkness, like I'm not talking about like edge. But like mm-hmm. realistic to their situation, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I liked that this book came to that kind of gray, realistic conclusion because it feels like a kind of a response to the Andalite Chronicles, where at the end of the Andalite Chronicles, um, Elfinger has that like moment where he's like, we can always try to do what's right. Uh, because, you know, his whole thing is like to, to, to do war crimes or to not do war crimes, you know? Um, and he's always like, yeah, we can always try to do what's right and what's best. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point. And this book is kind of like, okay, but like, what is the best thing that you can do? What does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's great to say that. It's great to have that mentality, but like, realistically, that's just not possible. Um, so I kind of appreciated that this book was kind of a response to, to the Andalite Chronicles. And they were both yeah. really good. So I think that, yeah, I think that Jake, uh, comparing, like, comparing Jake's character to Elfie's is, like, they're very similar. Like, they're both military leaders. Mm -hmm. They're both looked up to by a lot of people. Um, but Elfanger, at the end, has this, like, maybe it's because he's dying. Like, he's dead. Like, he's not going to, like, do anything else. But he has this, like, all we can do is keep hope. And meanwhile, Jake is, is like, Jake is, like, Elfie, but, um... But Jake is sort of left with the reality of the situation in a way that Elfie just isn't. Yeah, Elfie kind of got to escape the situation. I'm not saying, like, he, it's a good thing that he died, you know? Um, like, he was eaten alive. That's terrible. That's horrible. That's really bad oh, yeah. luck. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Some bad he, luck. He kind of... <laughs> he gave these kids the powers and then dipped. Um... And these kids are faced with the reality of the situation, where it was great that Elfanger gave them hope. That's really important. But also, Jake is the one who actually has to lead the Animorphs, not him. Um. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Elfie really, like Elfie, because this is what's great about this series and the complexity of it is Elfie is a great character. He's, he's you know, inspiring and complex and all that stuff. But at the end of the day he kind of brought these kids into a conflict they had absolutely no reason to be in. Mm -hmm. They have no business. They have no business being in this fight. They're just fucking children. I know. And, and now they're great. stuck it's, with this. <laughs> it's wonderful that Elfie had this mentality that he was like, you know what? Children can surprise you. They're going to save us. They shouldn't have to. They should not have to be in this war. And I think that's something that, I don't know, our generation, like, you and I, Jenny, um, can kind of relate to. Like, the world is pretty shitty. We both know this. Mm. Um, I have older relatives all the time tell me and my sisters, you're the generation that's going to save the world. You're going to fix things. Everything that's broken, it's up to you to fix, and that's great. <sighs> no, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Yeah. Like, when my grandmother sells that to my little sisters, 15 and 13, respectively, I want to, like, scream and punch something because they shouldn't have to because they are children. These kids should not be fighting in this war. They should not have to be fighting. They should not have to have this morphing power. It's not their responsibility, and it should never have been. And, it like, that's great that Elfie thinks that children are amazing, but, like... 
You fucked up a perfectly good pair of children. That's what you did. Yeah, he had no right to include these children in an intergalactic war. It doesn't matter. Like, he's... I don't care. Like, this is going to sound harsh. I don't care that he was dying. I don't care that they were the ones, like, pair of group of children around. Not all children can have a glorious war like you, Elfie. Yeah, so just because he was a child soldier does not mean that they have to be. He chose that. They didn't. They just happened to be there. He could have found somebody else. I mean, really. He could I mean, not... I mean, as we learn in this book, there are already people who know about the Yerks. Exactly. So it's not like they're the last hope that he could have he could have, I don't know, found some way to contact somebody who already knew about this instead of giving this power to five innocent children who shouldn't who shouldn't have to deal with this. And that's kind of, it's kind it's of a con- what yeah. this book is responding to. It's really complicated. And I really appreciate that about this book series. Um, yeah. I think that's well, one of the that'll reasons bring us into, so compelling. Yeah, that'll bring us, I think, into ratings. Yeah, uh, what did it. you think? Nine out of ten. Um, mm. I, I really enjoyed this book. It had, the pacing was great. The characterization of Jake was great. I like how it referenced other books. I like how it was a response to the Andalite Chronicles, at least in my mind. I liked how it had that added layering of Jake's paranoia from the Forgotten with the whole race against time thing. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so 9 out of 10 for me. What about you? Uh, I agree. I think 9 out of 10 is, is pretty solid. Um, I basically agree with everything you said. I thought that this book was great. It was emotional. It was beautiful. The The prose of this book was actually yeah, really fucking was, good. Um, it was beautifully written. There were some banger lines in here. The yeah. fight scenes were so eloquently written. It was so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, but my one, I guess my one hang up is like the internet stuff. Like it really did feel like a quota was needing to be filled. Because I will say, I will say that I like how the internet stuff tied into... Finestri mm-hmm. and the way that Finestri was kind of a fucking predator, literally a predator as in like eating people. Like, totally, <laughs> and I like the, totally. the metaphor of Yerkes not only being invasive in a colonialist sense, but like invasive mm-hmm. just in general, including like, in, like your privacy yeah. and, and your safety on the internet, especially considering that the main target of this book was a nine year old child. Um, that yeah. was cool. The other internet, like, I wouldn't have. I would have been fine with the internet stuff if it tied more into the, the pretty clear theme of this book, which is that there are no right answers in war. But mm-hmm. to me, it didn't. <laughs> so it just felt yeah. a bit distracting sometimes. Fair enough. Uh, personally, I I liked that because I liked that it. I mean, these books are for children, and they're a little bit silly sometimes. So I thought it actually balanced the really uh, heavy stuff out kind of nicely um it was just nice to occasionally remember that like oh yeah this was written in the 90s and it's still you know kind of silly and it's like still trying to make a point um I don't know I actually thought that added to the charm overall charm of the book sure personally I can see see where you're coming from yeah um I can see where you're coming from too (laughs) wow we're so agreeable friendship Uh, still Um, great book though 
great, great book. Um, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts about this book? Uh, not really. Um, well, I can't wait to see Finestri again. That motherfucker's got to come back. Um, but other than that, I really, I don't really have much to say other than we didn't, we didn't say. But if, uh, uh, all you listeners at home, if you have anything you would like to say, you can DM us at Twitter at Animorphin. That's A-N-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-N, Animorphin. Uh, you can also send us an email at theanimorphsbookclub at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message on Anchor. All we ask is no spoilers, please, and thank you. Uh, next week, we are going to be discussing book uh, 17, The Underground. Ooh, our sweet Rachel. Rachel. put bat on this cover. Anyway, I have to log off of this chat room because, you know, it's not safe. There could be predators. So let me just log off real quick. There might be in this chat room, Okay, I'm going to log off too.